Hello, we're going to dive into our topic today, and we're going to explore what the defund the police movement currently means. And this is a very U.S., I guess, centric movement. And I'm just curious, just to start off, to see if this is something similar that's happening in France, or does uh, does this ring a bell over there? Yes, it does. Um, not that strong, I would say. But as I mentioned earlier in other episodes, everything that's happening in the U.S. is actually going to France, and obviously at some point there are some debates around, you know, police violence and obviously this kind of defunding the police slogan too. Mm -hmm. How bad is the police violence over there? Well, it's hard to say. Uh, obviously, I, I'm going to... Yeah, it exists. Like, we can't deny that. Uh, but it it's... I wouldn't... I would say it's not that bad. It's not as bad as what's happening in the US. Uh, and maybe we... We'll talk about that during the episode. I don't want to give you all the information right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, obviously, this became very popular, the slogan, defund the police, after George Floyd's death in 2020. And I guess it, it's, it, uh, it stemmed from people getting mad at how the authority was handling their, I guess in some ways, their power over the population and society. And a lot of people are saying it's time to defund it. And I think we have, I think that hit a lot of buttons on both sides of the political spectrum because it's actually very easy to, to counterclaim defund as in, you know what, This means that you want less police on the streets and less security. And then people get afraid that this means that there's going to be more violence, more crime. Um, so let's dig into that word, because I think that's the key term on this whole thing. Defund. What do you think that means? Okay, I think there is two ways to see this word, like defund. Um, I think the first one would be basically to reduce the funding and reform some of the aspects of policing. So you, you reallocate some of the fundings to other agency, agencies. sorry, And the other would be to completely abolish police forces, which is like the extreme way to do it. Right. I'm not 100% sure that it's, The majority, like, I'm not 100% sure that the majority of Americans support this idea of like completely abolish the police forces. And to be honest, like, you know, for me, it's a little bit naive. I mean, it's a, it's a naive way to see the society because basically by abolishing the police, you, you assume that human nature is, is kind. And, mm -hmm. and maybe it might be, yes. Um, I mean, if you look at what Jean-Jacques Rousseau say, uh, said, like it's a, it's a French philosopher, and he say we are good by nature, but corrupted by society. Mm. And, uh, you know, from that perspective, yes. Uh, I mean, when you, we have to live in society, we need rules, we need laws. And at some point you need, you know, 
people to make sure that we respect the laws because at some point people will want to break the laws or don't follow the rule the rules so yeah I, I would say like defunding for me would be more appropriate when we talk about reforming the police and reallocating some funds to other agencies what do you think so, so i actually i met a policeman and i had a similar talk to about this and you mentioned like they are there to enforce the rules Mm-hmm. And he said one of the hardest part of his job is to understand the rules because they're always changing. Mm-hmm. And if they're always changing, if how how often do you think the person on the street, your average citizen is going to know that the law changed? Mm-hmm. So they're going to get mad and get frustrated when the police is coming to you and say, hey, um, actually what you're doing now is illegal. It's like, what? Since when? since last week they passed the law or whatever but what and do you mean by they are like always changing because i mean you can't kill anyone you can't robe you like it's like oh little no. infraction right? i think it means for example like what let's say for example um you are protesting on someone's street you know mm-hmm. and maybe that is considered it's not on the books it's not on the rules so and technically that's fine but then someone some legislator says you know what no like are getting a lot of complaints that protests are now protesting on someone's um, driveway or in front of someone's driveway is actually considered harassment or whatever and then that's illegal mm-hmm. now and then the police comes to the protesters on the sidewalk and say okay you need to move because now like nope this is not allowed and then Maybe the protesters have an outdated version of the law saying, is my right to be here? I can do this and blah, blah, blah. And that's when the fight ensues. Mm-hmm. So I, th- and this can, obviously I just picked something in random here. I don't, I'm not sure if, if it's accurate, but like this also could mean to like say how much drug possession you have. You oh, know, yes, maybe okay. if you have a little bit today it might be okay, but maybe in a few weeks it won't. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So he says he said that basically it's just so difficult to maintain these laws, and some of these laws are extreme. You know, like you know, like Texas are going through a bunch of more uh, harsher um, kind of laws when it comes to let's say abortion, for example. And for them to enforce that, it's going to be quite a nightmare for the police. Yeah, but maybe that's the point because it seems that the police forces might be overburned, you know, by all the activities they have to cover. And 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 what I've read actually is that nine, you know, nine out of ten calls for service are for non-violent encounters. So maybe that's the point of this movement saying that. We need to reform the police because maybe they're doing too many things that is not supposed to be that are not supposed to be in their scope, and maybe yes. they should focus on like protecting the population from true crime and let other agency to actually deal with I don't know like homeless people like better schools or like mental health services and so on. 
Yes, I think uh, that was another argument I heard. Like, let's say, because right now the police is an umbrella for everything. Like, people call them if if like they see a homeless person on the street and they're scared, or if they see a cat on the tree, they hi, call help me. You know, they call them for mm-hmm. everything. And yeah, they're overburned. Yeah, they're over. Uh, they're overworked. And I guess that's the question, right? So if they're overworked. Does that mean that we have to put more resources in it so that they know? Okay, you know what? This person just called me for a cat. Uh, let's call our division for cat rescue, which is a section of the police somewhere. Or, okay, this person called me from a homeless uh, something, you know, homeless situation. Uh, let's call our department about homelessness. I don't know, so that we mm-hmm. can send them over there or the agency that's associated with it. So. Yeah, we need to, I guess, help them not to be overworked at the end. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to help the police not to get overworked, we have to do something with the funds, and whether that means to make more agencies or to make the police a little bit more resourceful. That's mm-hmm. the question, I guess. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. More like resourceful, more structure to, you know, cover all these points. But let's talk, let's take a step, a step back, though, to the violence, right? Because mm-hmm. the violence mm-hmm. is what's, ca- that's what caused this movement. And why, yes. why would police brutality cause, you know, the, the movement to defund the police? And I think it's what people are saying is that they view police maybe as an authority figure that has gone out of control. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I, I don't know if that would be also the same, um, the best method too. Like, sure, you know what? Whenever you give power to a human being, like, how often do you think that person will be completely one hundred percent ethical? I think it's just in human nature too. Mm-hmm. People with power abuse it. You know, we see it in politicians. I mean, even with me, you know, when I, when I had the power to do like, when you give power in the hands of someone, it's just in human nature to make mistakes. You know, because you have that authority now, and you might not be able to completely follow the rules 100% at all times. And if, you know, when we see a police, you know, we think this figure as an authority figure and, you know, this person technically needs to know the best for me, but what we're seeing is that sometimes they might not know that. Or so they, they might, sorry, they might not be doing that because, you know, people make mistakes. But... Yeah, but sometimes... Is it mistakes? That's the issue. I think that's... Oh, right. You're right. Yes. Are these really mistakes? No, it's because it's like that manager that expensed their Gucci bag under the company's expense. (laughs) It's the same thing. Like, they they can get away with it. They can get away with Mm -hmm. it. And I actually talked to another police, uh, police officer, and they said that, yep, like, sometimes if they, if they stop somebody and they don't speak English they're more likely to be suspicious and more likely to give them harsher punishment 
than somebody who spoke English and who was like completely Caucasian looking. It's like, yeah, like, you know, I'm not going to bother. This person is no risk. So there are definitely certain things that go under the radar. However, um, I think maybe um, this was under the Obama years. Uh, he actually ordered a few millions of cameras to be um, body cameras on police. And for me, I think that was a very positive thing because this is how you, this is how you, uh, you how you form guardrails, you know, how you, how you form a little bit of accountability. And if you, and if the, if the camera is on and they say, okay, we, why did you not give a ticket to this person? And why did you give a ticket to that person? And I think we, I think that is one way, you know, accountability. That's true. One point I wanted to talk about also, it's the gun issue in the U.S. Because, you know, today a policeman, when he arrests someone for probably a minor infraction, um, in the U.S. it's authorized to wear a gun. I mean, in most of the states, I would say. And obviously at some point he, he doesn't know if you know, the guy has a gun or not. So there's always this tension that exists. And at some point you can also make a mistake because, you know, you, you don't know what's happening and you see like a bad movement that makes you think that it's going to put on, put on a gun, right? <laughs> anyway, this is something different in France. We, we're not authorized to wear guns. Uh, it's hard to get one, actually. So... Obviously, the the tension is less, uh, I would say, and it's uh, it's a, a different way to see. In the in Japan, for example, the policemen don't have guns. Mm -hmm. I think in the UK too, like some of them actually, they, they don't wear guns. And actually, the the number of deaths, you know, by police violence, it's less than ten in the UK per year. Less than ten. There's another, you know. There's definitely a situation where the guns are probably what's triggering a lot of, you know, people's sensitivity triggers when it comes to violence and police brutality. You know, this is how I think this is how most people are killed, you know, through shooting between police and the criminal. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen in the past few months police accidentally killing other civilians, innocent civilians, just because of stray bullets. Mm. And I don't know, it's, a, it's not an easy world right now for the police force. Mm -hmm. But the, the main point that this movement wants to address, if I'm correct, it's also that the racism that might exist in the police forces. Yes, yeah, exactly. And I think it's true. I think that does exist. And I think, uh, and the more power, uh, and the reason why I say it's true is not because I just, you know, I just think it's true. No, it's because you can see like how many documents and cases have been gone under the radar. But I think the body cams is a good step, honestly, to like, account it's accountability, right? You have to show every case. And, uh, and also like, is defunding the police the answer to racism? I'm not sure. Like, yes, you're going to, you know, cut some budget to reallocate it to other agencies. But then if racism exists in the police forces, that needs to be addressed as well. And it's not by cutting off a budget that you will address racism. 
Okay. Um, the main takeaway from all this for me is that defund that word in the slogan might be very misleading. Um, if I was the one that had created the slogan, I don't think I'd have used defund because people, I think, are scared of that word. And I think the right word would be maybe reform. Mm -hmm. yep. Reform the police and whether that means to uh, create more resources, you know, or do a whole restructuring reorg. You know, I think that is what's really what we want and... And everybody at the end wants a safer environment. I think I think we can all agree that we want to live in a safer environment. But you live in a place, at least in the U.S., you, know, you live in a place where, you know, the laws are changing, political spectrums are off, you know, are so extreme, and guns are accessible anywhere. It's just, it creates a tough environment for the police. So, mm -hmm. all right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank and uh, yeah, thank you. Well, uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye bye.